This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. In his special two-day message of encouragement, Staying Confident in Your Worst Times of Trouble, Pastor Ray addresses the subject of what the Bible refers to as tribulation. Tribulation, being defined as a state of great distress or suffering, is not a subject most like to think about, and even fewer feel very confident in easily overcoming. Yet Jesus himself told his disciples, with certainty, that in life they would have to deal with it. For any of his listeners experiencing it, Pastor Ray clearly shows the path to overcoming that trouble in their lives and even doing it courageously, confidently, and joyfully. Pay special attention to the six things Pastor Ray assures us we can all expect when dealing with trouble or tribulation and how best to stay confident and be more than a conqueror in even your worst of times. This is a a subject that we all have faced or are facing, and if we haven't or aren't right now, be assured that at some point in your life, uh, you will face some tribulation. And um, so let's go over to the book of Philippians, and I love, I love this verse. Let's just start at verse um, um, 2. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 3 says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. This is Paul writing. Always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Now, I love verse 6. Now, take courage. Verse 6. Being confident of this very thing. Being confident. Everybody in this room, be confident of this very, very thing that I'm going to preach right here, right now. Be confident of this very thing. Uh, Folks, I'm going to tell you what. We've got to get our confidence up. We've got to get our confidence up. And we have to understand that the enemy will throw every kind of thing in our way to try to thwart, try to distract, try to discourage our confidence. But we will not fall for it. How many can say amen? We're going to stay confident in the things of God. We're going to stay confident upon the word of God. We're going to stay confident in this very thing. And Paul begins to declare it right here, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now there's a couple, amen, there's a couple of very good points that we want to bring out. Number one, Jesus began, began or begun a good work. It was a good work. How many of you would agree with me that what's going on in your life now is better than it was before you came to know Christ? before you came to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So he began this good work. And if Jesus began this good work, then he's going to continue this good work in our lives. One verse says that we are going from glory to glory. And and really, that ought to be our Christian experience, going from one place of glory to the next place of glory. So he says, being confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you. Now, you know, you know this also, let me just, let me just talk about this. This also takes the pressure off of you and me. 
There are so many pressurized Christians that I know. We have taken so much heaviness on ourselves that our Christian walk is no longer fun or meaningful or rewarding, but it's just work, hard work and drudgery. And that's not what it ought to be. We ought to realize that all the things that are happening in our lives is not really our work, but it's God's work in our life. There are things about you and me that God has changed and reshaped and reformed. These are not things that you or I could have done for ourselves. It was God's work that did it. The place that you're at right now, the level of blessing that you are enjoying right now, is not your own work. It's God. God began that work in you, and God is the one who is unfolding that work in your life. All he asks for you and I to do is to respond with faith. Faith keeps that good work working in our lives at all times. Somebody give me a better amen than that. So we have to be very confident. This takes the stress off of me. Uh, Christianity is not, is not a, uh, a walk of works. It's a walk of faith. It's just trusting God with simplistic faith. And as we do that, God begins to do this work in our lives. So he who began this good work in us will complete it. So he is going to bring each and every one of us to completion. Is that not right? We're all coming to completion. And notice what it says, until the day of Jesus Christ. So I learned something else here. This work that's going on in my life is never going to stop. It's going to keep on going. God's going to keep working in my life until the day of Jesus Christ. Either the day that Jesus appears and raptures us away, or until the day that we close our eyes and we go to be with Jesus forever. So until we either see Jesus here in this earth... Or we see him on the other side when we we die, if we die before the rapture, then this work that God is doing is going to just keep on going. You know, the good thing is, is that God isn't finished with you and God isn't finished with me. He's, he's, he's just, he's in, in fact, he's just getting started. There's only good up ahead. Someone give me a better amen than that. So Paul, laying that foundation down, goes and says a whole bunch of other things. But I want to um, take your attention over to verse 12, and this really will bring us over to what I want to talk about tonight, and that's about six things to know about tribulation. But Paul said this. He said, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Now, Paul is not talking about the good things. That had happened to him because if you really study and read about the life of Paul, no matter where Paul was, he had, ready, hold on to your seat, hold on, he had tribulation. Everywhere he went, he had tribulation. Another word for tribulation is trouble. Now, why would Paul have trouble? I mean, here he's just trying to serve God. He's just following the will of God. He turned from being a murderer, right? Remember the first Christians that were, were uh, uh, martyred were martyred at the feet of Paul. So he had a total conversion, turned his life around, and here he's trying to do right, and everywhere he goes, he's having trouble. Well, that teaches me something. Just because we're Christians doesn't mean that we're never going to have trouble. But we have to learn about trouble. We, ha- we have to learn how to deal with our trouble. We have to understand what it's all about and what it's doing in our lives and for us. So here he says... I want you to know, brethren, that the very things or the things which happened to me, and he's not again talking about the good things, have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. 
So what he's saying is that all the trouble, all the tribulation that came to me, that the devil meant for my harm, that meant, you know, the devil meant to try to stop me, halt me, knock me down, kill me, actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. In other words, what the devil threw at me to try to harm me, God took it and used it to keep the gospel growing stronger than ever before. Now, I learned something from this verse. What Paul is really saying in short is that you and I are a testimony in the making. If you never had a trial, if you never had a tribulation, how could you have a testimony? Really what Paul is saying is that now that all these things have come to me, this tribulation has come to me, I have overcome this tribulation and now I have a testimony to go tell others who are in trouble that there is a God who will help them out of their trouble and give them deliverance and by doing so, I have increased the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. So you see, what we have to begin to, to, to realize and recognize in our, in our lives is that when we go through tribulation, don't run away from it. Don't be afraid of it. Embrace it and realize that this is an opportunity for you to have a brand new testimony about how God worked in your life and got you through safely to the other side. And now you can go around and tell people your testimony and thus by doing so dismantle the works of darkness in somebody else's life. So the things which happen to us should actually turn out for the furtherance of the gospel because now I have a testimony. What does the book of Revelation say? It says, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, we shall overcome. Come on, somebody shout amen. So we should as Christians not be afraid of of the tribulation that we sometimes have to face or walk through. Rather, we should with one eye, always on the Lord, be realizing that this tribulation is going to be turned to a triumph and as a result, it's going to be a powerful testimony to set somebody else free. Many of the most powerful sermons that I preach is really my own life. It's really my own testimony of the struggles, of the warfares, of the challenges that I have faced that caused me, forced me to go back to the word, seek God, get the victory. And now when I'm on the other side of that thing, I have a testimony that encourages people. As a matter of fact, some of the most powerful preaching you will hear from a preacher is really his life story. That's why it has life. Because it is a true experience that someone has been through and has overcome and has come out the other side with a testimony that gives life to others because it's real. So we, should, we shouldn't be afraid of tribulation. We don't want it. How many of you want tribulation? I don't want it. We shouldn't look for it. Right? We shouldn't, we should, but if it comes our way, we shouldn't fall apart. We should see it as an opportunity to turn this thing to a triumph so that at the end we can have a testimony that will help somebody else. Amen. I'm telling you right now, some of you have been through things, some of you are going through things, and right now, God is working with you, and God is going to help you 
If you'll just cooperate with faith and you'll not back up and you'll not give up and you'll not quit, but you'll stay on it and you'll just press through and push through to the other side. I'm telling you something. In a short period of time, God is going to bring people across your path with a very similar challenge, a very similar problem, and you're going to be the vessel whom God's going to use to set that person free by the words that come out of your mouth because you've been there, you've done that, and you've come out the other side free and blessed and victorious. Come on, give the Lord a shout. So, see, so let's talk about this. So six things to know about tribulation. I know I told you to go over to the book of John, so let me get over there with you. And we're looking at chapter 16. You might want to write these down. They're just six very short points, but I think they're important to understand this. So John's gospel, chapter 16, and this is Jesus speaking, the very first thing we want to know about tribulation is number one, you will have it. Now you say, oh dear God, Pastor Ray, I don't want to hear that. You know, I come to church tonight to, to, now, now wait a minute, hear my whole message. Don't shout me down. You will have it. And the only reason why I highlight that is because Jesus highlighted it in John's gospel, chapter 16. And if you go over with me to verse 33, this is what Jesus said. He said, these things I have spoken to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will, he didn't say you might, he said, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Now, very, very simply said, Jesus overcame the world. How many in this room are in Christ? Let me see your hand. Are you in Jesus? Well, the sheer fact that you are in Christ simply means this. It means this. You are in Christ. Everything that Jesus has, everything that Jesus has won, every victory that Jesus got over the enemy is now yours because you're in him and he's in you. So if Jesus overcame and we're in Christ and he's in us, then guess what? We are overcomers. So say it. I am an overcomer. Some of you don't believe it. You're looking at me like, what did he just say? You're in Christ. Christ's in you. Therefore, you are eternally connected to him. Everything he has, everything he is, you have, you are. He said he overcame the world. He told you to take joy, take courage in this. Therefore, if he is an overcomer, you are an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Say, I am an overcomer. So he said, while you're in the world, you will have trouble, but take heart, take courage, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Therefore you will overcome. I'm here to tell you that no matter what your trouble is, you are going to overcome. It may seem like it's getting hotter, harder. It may seem like it's becoming more difficult. It may seem like there is no end to this tribulation. Take courage. That's what Jesus said. One version says, take courage. Right here it says, be of good cheer. In other words, in the face of your tribulation, get happy. In the face of tribulation, laugh. Some of us have got to get our laughter back. Some of us have got to get our lightheartedness back. Some of us are so heavy and weighed down and, 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 and we're wondering why this tribulation is tribulating us so much that we can't even stand up anymore. See, Jesus said in the midst, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. In other words, turn, turn this whole bad situation around for a good one. Listen, in every bad situation, you got to start looking for something good. Is everybody with me? There's got to be something good in this bad. If nothing else, it's what I said before, that this bad situation is going to become a life changing testimony for somebody else. 
So when we're in the midst of tribulation, let's look for the good. Let's look for something that we can, you know, become positive about and turn our griping and our complaining into a happy heart. Jesus said, be of good cheer. He said that in him, we may have peace in the first uh, part of verse 33. He said that in me, you may have peace in me. You may have peace. So what does that mean? Well, we find that there's peace in Jesus. We have to stick close to Jesus in Jesus. There's great peace. So he said, these things I've spoken, that in me you may have peace, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Say, I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. So he said, number one, you will have tribulation. Let's look at our second point tonight. Go over to Romans chapter 5. And we learned something very, very interesting. And maybe for some of us, this is not what we want to hear, but it is the word of God and it is good to know this. Number two, the second thing you want to know about tribulation is that it produces patience. It produces patience. Not only does it produce patience, but it produces character and it produces hope. Romans chapter five. And um, let's, let's go over to, let me read from verse one. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also, now listen, listen, not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, glory in tribulations, glory in tribulations, glory in tribulations. I said, glory. The Bible says to glory in tribulations. Why? Because God's got a plan for your victory. The the reason why so many people get so weighed down and get bowled over by tribulations is because they think that's the end. Just because you have a little trouble doesn't mean you've lost the battle. You've lost the war. It doesn't mean that. He says to start glory. Let me tell you what. One sure way to get out of your tribulation really quick, start glorifying God in your tribulation. Now, don't glorify God for the tribulation because God doesn't send you tribulation. But God will use tribulation to help you to get stronger so that you can come out the other side more victorious than the way you went in. So he says here, we also glory in tribulations knowing, knowing this, we know this when we're in our tribulation, that tribulations produce perseverance. What's another word for perseverance? Patience. Let me tell you what, one of the things that's lacking not only in the, in the body of Christ, but in the world today is perseverance. People just don't know how to stick to it. Well, let me tell you what, quitting does not work in Christianity. If you're going to make it as a Christian, if you're going to see the fruit of your faith, if you're going to see God do something good for you, then you're going to have to learn how to persevere in the good times as well as the bad times. When you learn to persevere in your tribulations, you come out the other side stronger than ever before, stronger than ever before. And it says here, glorying in our tribulations, that means that when we're in the midst of the heat of the fire, we're giving God glory. We're thanking Jesus for the victory. We're declaring the victory every day. We're saying, I may be in a hot spot right now. I may be in some tribulation right now. I may be tribulating, but I know that victory is coming. I know that victory is on the other side of this trial or of this tribulation. He said, glory in your tribulations, knowing Knowing this thing, that tribulation produces perseverance or patience. 
and perseverance or patience, character. I could preach on that for a while because we need some character in the body of Christ. See, everybody wants a, wants a presto, changeo kind of experience with God. We want the, you know, the hottest new um, evangelist to come and lay hands on us and rub our head with some oil and make everything better. When God says, glory in your tribulation, when trouble comes, start using your faith, start, start using the words of your mouth, start speaking to that mountain and tell it and command it and demand it that it move. Don't run away from it. Don't try to find somebody else to move it for you. You stand before the mountains of tribulation and you begin to declare with a voice of faith, with the boldness of a lion. You begin to declare with a, with a roar of the lion because the, the righteous are as bold as a lion. You begin to declare this thing. It's going to move and I'm coming to the other side unscathed, untouched, and I'm going to have a testimony that's going to set somebody else free. We need some character in people, not characters. We have enough characters in the body of Christ. We need character. That means something of substance. In other words, we need Christians that are not just talking it, but we need Christians that are living it. It's one thing to stand up and preach the gospel and preach about perseverance and fighting warfare. But it's another thing that when warfare comes, what are you going to do? Stand or fall apart? We've got to learn to stand in the, in the bad times just as much as we stand in the good times. So he says here, tribulations, standing glory in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance or patience. And perseverance or patience, character, and character, great hope. It actually causes hope when we're in the midst of tribulation and we're exhibiting, we're, we're, we're just you know, pulling out of us this patience. There's always this hope that comes out of it. We always have our eye on the future because we know that the future is going to be better than what we're going through right now. And there is a day, there is a day that this battle is going to come to an end. There is a day when this warfare ceases. There is a day when this thing turns to a victory. And then I've got the shout and the roar to set somebody else free with my testimony. Then I'm like Paul. And Onik Paul said, these things which have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now I've got something. I don't have a test of baloney. That means full of, full of a bunch of baloney. People, blah, 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 just blab. I've got a real life testimony. I can tell you how the devil tried to put cancer on me and tried to kill me. And I got healed and saved and blessed. And now I'm on the other side of this thing, well healed and delivered set free from the grips of the devil and now you can go and set somebody else free who's going through the same challenge the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ if we never endured anything we would never have a testimony to help somebody else because they wouldn't believe you they wouldn't believe you I've been through many, many hard and dark days in my life. And as a result, I've been able to speak to people from, from, from knowing the position, knowing what it's like to be in that place, knowing what it is to be rejected and to be, you know, uh, without, uh, without money and, and in a dark place and, and feel like everything is falling in on you and battling oppression and depression. I know what that feels like. But I also know what it feels like to keep pressing through, pressing through. And as you're doing, I also know that as that's happening, that it's producing patience and it's producing hope. 
And when, when you get to the other side, I know what it is to have the victory on the other side. And now I can, I can talk to somebody who's in the same place and say to them, I know exactly how you're feeling. I've been there. But I got out of it, and so can you. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.